Triple M's. Oh! It's gone sideways! My word! That has gone sideways! Oh. <laughs> Cricket Fan Podcast. Bloody For Energy Australia, simple, more affordable energy. Energy Australia, light the way. That's right. Welcome to the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast for Energy Australia. We're, uh, we're all here talking about Big Bash. We're here talking about local cricket chokes. And we're here talking about a now cancelled tour to uh, South Africa. My name's Rudy Etzel, your host. I'm joined today down the line by Tommy Beers. G'day, gents. Uh, good to be back. Yeah, an interesting episode coming up. I'm looking forward to this one. Indeed. And, of course, George Porter on the buttons over there. How are you, Ports? Yep, very good. I said last week we were very lucky that we got breaking news mid-pod. Too often we've done a pod like this where we've had breaking news after. Thankfully, last night, Cricket Australia decided to send out the media release before we've recorded, so we've got all the all the latest news rather than sending out a pod with old news. Yeah, or with us scrambling to make <laughs> sense of two different yeah. uh, two different elevens. That was, I'm sure, that was an amazing, uh, <laughs> amazing listening. It's a redundant episode now. You can park that one. Well, indeed. <laughs> welcome to the fresh app. That's right. Welcome yeah. to the freshy, and we're going to kick off proceedings, fellas, uh, as we like to do with our. Power Surge X Factor Player of the Week. We need to get like some kind of um, production on my voice there, so it like booms. Power um, Surge X Factor Player. Let's of get the a week. stinger. There we go. Yeah. There we go. The best. Yeah. I've, the yeah. best I've got at the moment. Thank you. Live production, George Porter. There. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to kick off proceedings here with um, a young man named Sam Hazlett. He uh, he was instrumental in Brisbane's win the other night, and there was one stage at which I was saying. Um, the Thunder need to keep this bloke in because he's batting Brisbane out of the game. And then they had the the break at halfway through the 10 overs and he just came alive after that and just started smoking fours and sixes all over the shop, uh, Sammy Heaslett. And uh, in tandem with um, the very underrated Jimmy Pearson got Brisbane over the line and into the, the second last game of the, the tournament and a live chance to beat the Scorchers, uh, whose home games had to be moved to Canberra. So um, Brisbane, who at one stage I called the worst team in the competition, are now a win away from a granny. Thanks, I've, I've never seen an innings of two halves, if that what? makes sense. Yeah, quite He like could that. not have looked any shitter in the, sorry, I shouldn't say that, any worse in uh, <laughs> in the first 10 overs. Yeah, he was pretty scratchy. Was oh, pretty my scratchy. word. And then after that, he couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Commentators were, couldn't believe it. When they were two for 14 in the third over, I uh, really wrote them off with Chris Lynn uh, having walked back to the pavilion. But yeah, they, boy, did they prove me wrong. Uh, Beersy. Who is your X Factor Power Surge Player of the Week? Now, as good as Sammy was, I think mine's going to be the most popular nomination of this week, and it's our man, Rakeem the Dream, Cornwall. Yep. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's been picked in the uh, West Indian Test Squad to travel to Bangladesh, and they're over there at the moment, and he, uh, he, he, he played in the warm-up game, first innings, 5 for 45 or 5 for 47, I think it might have been. Um, Spunner Webb has pretty much booked his spot in the Test Series, which is great for us because we're going to get plenty content. of content out of him. Good content. I mate, I mate, not, not, not many times we tile up a, uh, a stat tile from a warm-up game between the West Indies and Bangladesh, but <laughs> I did it the other day and it was one of our highest rating pieces of content across the network Thank uh, you. over the week. So, <laughs> Rakeem the Dream, you're my man. I yes. wonder what's Bangladesh Test rating at the moment? That'd be you know, seventh, eighth, ninth around that. They're yeah, they're in the bottom couple. So if they're if they're rolling out a second eleven, then your frontline spinner of a series can't take five wickets. Something's got to be wrong. Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. He, 
necessarily is their front line spinner, but he let's ignore the facts, all right? Let's ignore yeah. the fact that he was yeah. playing in the second string. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what the facts are. Five wicket haul for Raheem Cornwall. Yeah, Those that, are the facts. Do. Absolutely. There's your headline. Yeah, that's right. Now, George, can you please yeah. give us your power surge X factor? Player of the week. Yeah, look, I'm only going to go with something pretty obvious, and I'm going to go with Marnus. So let's go have a think about this. It's not for his batting. It's not for his having the mic on um, whilst is it, he's is bowling, it, which is, is a good for, insight. I like that. Is it for trying to bring a toasty onto the field in the test? <laughs> uh, is that is that hearsay? Was that actually? I, him? I'm pretty sure he can. I'm sure Langer confirmed it. On I the think it's on the podcast. Confirmed as it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. We don't um, take it to the dugout, not onto the field. But okay. Anyway, so, sorry, George. A good toast is a good toast. Indeed. I hope it's a Jaffel maker style. <laughs> yeah. They're the good ones. Well, you'd, you'd, you'd imagine that the Australian cricket team gets access to the best Jaffel makers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, go on, George. Uh, Marnus, only, not for his batting, not for being mic'd up when bowling, which is a great insight anyway, but the fact that he's managed to take, I think he's taken 10 or 11 wickets now in the big bash. And he, whilst Brisbane have not been making that many runs and Marnus hasn't made that many runs himself, his wicket taking is actually getting them back into the game. And all I could sit back and watch the other night when they played their game against the strikers then the Thunder, and I, all I could think about was, we, this guy needs to he needs to bowl more in test matches. He can land a good ball, so he he's spinning, I think the heat into what could be a final. Yeah, um, it's not for his batting. Him and Swepson he, have paired up yeah. quite well, and through it's those kind middle of, overs, they're actually quite hard. It's also players, yeah. yeah, it's similar to how the Aussies lined up with Zampa and Schwepson in the 2020s against India at the start of the year when they did so. Oh, sorry, at the start of the summer when they did so well. So Manus for his bowling, oh, I'd like to throw in. There. Here's Manus's bowling stats for this uh, current Big Bash. So five matches, fifteen overs, ten wickets, 110 runs conceded. So ten wickets at an average of eleven, with a strike rate Jeez. of nine. He's yeah. taking a wicket every over and a half. <laughs> yeah, Marnus right now. So he's genuinely, like you said, he's he's spinning him into the. Yeah, he's spinning him. To, like you <laughs> to, said, to like the, Jimmy Pearson. Like you said, underrated. Jimmy Pearson probably is really underrated. He's he's batted well the last two games. He's got himself across the line. The top order for the Heat aren't doing everything that they can be at the moment, but it's because Marnus and Schwebson as well probably should get a bit of a shout out are able to restrict the um the opposition to such a low score. Yeah, that's right. Um, so the bowlers are doing the job for the head at the moment, but we'll get into that shortly. Rudy. We shall. Yeah. Um, before we do, uh, we're going to talk uh, the South African tour, which is now cancelled, unfortunately. Postponed, um, I think. Postponed, I should yeah. say. Yeah. So Cricket Australia felt they could not uh, guarantee the health and safety of their players uh, on the trip to South Africa and felt Staff no. Staff and facilities. Yeah, felt no alternative than to... Um, than to, to shut things down. If you remember, England played a series over there and had to truncate it themselves because of positive coronavirus cases in the England camp. Um, so their bubble was punctured, and I think that spooked the Aussies a little bit. Um, they're, they're quite disappointed, Cricket South Africa. Um, they had early rejected a proposal to play the tour in Perth. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure when that will get done. I don't think the points will count to the upcoming Test Championship, busy. No, it won't be in this uh, test championship. So New Ze- I think the result of this tour being postponed is that New Zealand are a confirmed um, starter in that, in that test t- championship. And it just depends how India and England go. Um, we kind of need India to really bottle that series for us to get a, a, a kind of a default start. Not necessarily. So there's a few permutations. Oh, there's seven results. Uh, in the India England series, can can get us into the final against New Zealand. Uh, we need India to win one nil. Uh, it's a four test series, so they need India to win one nil. So nil. probably <laughs> praying for rain in England. You know, 
<laughs> uh, sorry, it's in India actually. So yeah, rain in uh, India. Well, oh yeah, yeah, it is. Um, in yeah. England need to win one nil, two nil, or two one, and then if the series ends in a draw, nil nil, one one, or two two, uh, Australia gets into the World Test Championship final. So some very specific permutations there, and it's uh, all sports fans will know that the, when you hear the words mathematically possible, you're in a fair bit of strife, and it's yep. mathematically yeah. possible for the Aussies to make it's these out of our hands now. Exactly, you know, it's yeah. a bit it's a bit unfortunate that this has all happened, but surely this World Test Championship, you know, it'd be nice to win it. It's just got such an asterisk next to it now, where tours mm. are being cancelled here and there. You know, we can't go to South <laughs> Africa. People pulled out here. What you don't think? We say that because we're not in it. Yeah, like, that's right. I think what will happen if is, we were in it, you'd be like, "Oh, this is the best thing ever." Yeah, that's right. You'd be like, "What's an asterisk?" Never even heard of it. The, yeah, okay. the, yeah, I don't know. Like history, will, such a yeah. history will record the winner of this Test Championship as the winner of the very first ever World Test Championship, and yeah. I want that to be Australia personally. Yeah, I, I cannot. I mean, I I can't blame Cricket Australia for not sending. It's not. <laughs> For not sending the players over there, I'd like it. And maybe these conversations are happening behind closed doors. Who knows? Like if Perth would be an option, you've still got the Wacker there or any other, you know, UAE. Nah, South Africa that... knocked it back. Yeah. yeah. It won't well, happen. I was suggesting earlier that they just, they cut, split the difference and play on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Well, yep. Well, it's probably <laughs> the safest. Think outside the box, yeah. guys. <laughs> Let's start a petition. Yeah. Um, uh, Cricket Australia have confirmed, though, that there will be no changes to the uh, New Zealand T20 team. So see, that's, that's interesting. So if I'm in the other boat, if I'm New Zealand wanting to, if I'm Cricket New Zealand wanting to sell tickets or build a bit of hype around this 2020 series, wouldn't you be wanting an A-strength Australian lineup? You'd think so, but it's, I mean, it's up to Australia who they send. Reasonably, they could say our test guys need a rest, and I think anyone yep. that watched the India series, you know, couldn't possibly yeah, argue that with that. To be sense. fair, that's fair but, enough. Mm-hmm. Fair um, play to them. Um, I think, and if yeah. looking back on the, and I know we looked over it real quick last week because it literally dropped in the middle of recording. Mm-hmm. The twenty twenty squad and the test squad that we thought they were pretty bang on. The only thing I could probably fault is maybe switch Jai Richardson around with Mark Steckity. Yep. Doesn't matter anymore. Jai Richardson's probably going to be going to New Zealand anyway in that 2020 lineup. So yep. also means that we get very, very strong Sheffield Shield teams for the next how many rounds are left, yep. which would make for great watching. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a shame that we can't manage to try and get an alternative for this South Africa tour. Yeah, I agree. But uh, it is what it is, George. Uh, let's chat some Big Bash, fellas. Uh, we're down to three teams left. There's the, I guess you'd call it the, pre, it's called, what's it called? The Challenger or the Prelim? The challenger. This, the, this the, is the challenger. Yeah. yeah. So the game that. Um, so the six is already in the final, having knocked off the Scorchers last week uh, in that game, and now basically what the end of it all is that the the Heat now play the Scorchers in a Scorchers home game, uh, as such at Monica Oval. Obviously, teams can't go in and out of Perth <laughs> at the moment due to their um, lockdown yeah, restrictions. The, the natural home of the Perth Scorchers, That's right. of course. Um, so they play one another at. In Canberra, I think it's tomorrow night to decide yep. who will play the grand final on Saturday. Uh, this is a tough break for the Scorchers because they've been not great away from um, oh. away from uh, east of the Nullarbor, I suppose. You'd not say. at all. So this is a tough break for them to not be able to take take the heat home, and it's all sort of falling into place for the Heat, who I think did they finish fifth? 
Yeah, they, they they snuck in. They just snuck in, and now they might have finished fourth. I think the strikers managed. To they're a red hot. No, crack. they did finish fourth because they played the first final at home at the Gabba. Okay, so but they're a red hot crack. Yeah, but they were just just yeah. Mm. They're a red hot crack to make the grand final from here. Um, there but, is a small blessing for the Scorchers is the fact that they don't need to play the Thunder at the Thunder's home ground. So it's a neutral venue. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, you'd have to say that the Thunder really threw it away against Brisbane the other night. Oh. They were massively on top and then seemed to forget how to bowl after after, after half time. Yeah, they were so um, they were taking the pace off the ball and and the the heat batsmen couldn't get it off the square. Um, Labashain and 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 uh, Heasley, as I mentioned earlier, really struggling and then. Um, Labuschagne got run out and then they sort of just flew home from there, the heat, um, taking a lot of momentum into this game. And I, I kind of just, I've just got an inkling, a little feeling that they're going to make the, the final busy. Yeah. Well, they've put themselves in a good spot and they've controlled the chases that they've, they've been in, um, quite well. So they're hard to knock at the moment, but, um, it seems that putting Jimmy Pearson into that middle order has been a bit of a masterstroke because he was batting kind of down low. It's kind of six, seven, eight, depending on, you know, they had Joe Burns ahead of him and um, and Gregory batting in front of him as well. So he's kind of steered the ship through those middle overs and gotten them home a couple of times, a couple of 40 not outs. And um, like you said, uh, Sammy Heslett um, kind of uh, led the charge the last game. But, yeah, the, the, it's hard to trust the Scorchers when they're not in Perth, they've got enough talent to win it, obviously, but uh, it's going to be a big ask. It's, it's a real 50-50 for me as well, yeah. It feels like they've settled on their best 11 uh, ports, like to yesterday. Like, it feels like they sort of, like, accidentally yeah. muddled their way into the finals and, yeah. and are figuring it out on the fly, and they've sort of just gotten there. Yeah, it's kind of similar to how, <laughs> and these two teams finish around the, the same area on the ladder, fourth and fifth, is that the strikers have been middling and muddling mm. around with their batting order. They had yeah. different combos to open. So they opened with Joe Denley and Chris Lynn the other night. I think Chris Lynn's been batting at three. I think Jimmy Pearson mm. probably opened at some point. They've had Max Bryant. They've only, you know, Joe Burns was opening. They don't know he where to put Joe Burns. Yeah. It's almost looking like they're just yeah. a little bit too scared to put him in. Well, yeah. Because he has looked scratchy yeah. for quite a long well, time. Denley isn't making any runs either. So I, if that's I'm Joe Denley, I'm worry for worried him. to be, unless they like to use him it's, for his Well, bowl, Max Bryant's yeah. sitting on the, on the bench, so... Yeah, yeah, maybe he comes back in. And then on the uh, the other side of the Scorchers, they, they still have an incredible looking eleven. Um but yeah, it's it'll be it's a it's an interesting game tomorrow night. What do you uh, what do you reckon, Beasy? How do you think it'll go? Oh, I I I think both of these teams are almost just making up the numbers to kind of run into this sixes lineup at the SCG. They're gonna be very hard to beat. Like uh, the way I look at it now is that the the Scorchers need to now win two on the road in a row to win the title, and the the Heat will need to win what's that four finals in a row, four sudden death yeah. kind of finals. And I just think both of those are, are kind of highly unlike, not highly unlikely, but unlikely. And it kind of all it's all falling into line for the for the Sixers to to win it at home. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to find a winner. I'll, I'll side with the Scorchers. I just think they've got more talent across the park. Uh, mm. You know, it's funny game, T20 cricket. Indeed yeah, it is. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm in the Scorchers bandwagon. I know the heat of time they run beautifully. I think I saw they've won eight of their last 11, having been none from four, none from five. I think they're none from three. And, none from three. Yeah. And they've, yeah, they've, with the finals and the back end of the season. But um, just on the Scorchers, 
couple of one-word answers Yeah, from uh, the other week. Because it happened a while ago. We haven't recorded. Andrew Ty, wide, purpose or accident? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to say not on purpose. Yeah, he looked remorseful. I reckon he bottled it. He looked yeah. remorseful enough, but I don't know. Maybe it's maybe he'd done it on purpose, and then as it went through, he was like, uh, yeah. "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." But uh, let's give him the benefit. Of the doubt. I, yeah, let's I give think him the benefit of the doubt. It pitched, and say it it pitched, on purpose. It pitched in an all right spot. It did just. It really went Look after pitch. So I'll tell you what. Um, sorry for those. To, just to clarify, it was James Vince on 98. One one ball left. One, one, one sorry one run to win, and Andrew Tyers bolted wide. So to deny. Yeah. James Vince the hundred, but to still give the six. He didn't look. He didn't look happy. James Vince. One thing I can tell you for sure is that in the moment, James Vince thought he'd done it deliberately. (laughs) That is for absolute sure. Okay, so that's Um, that's the first. That's my first question. So we'll give Andrew Tide the man. He 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 did look remorseful. Okay, accident. Uh, Mitch Marsh. Now, everybody's had a little bit of. uh, (laughs) Everyone loves their thoughts on the umpiring in this big bash, and I am more than happy to say it has been deplorable. If you're a broadcast partner or a sponsor or something like that, they're going to be a little bit nicer about it perhaps, but it's been pretty bad. So Mitch Marsh, he got suspended. No, he didn't. Sorry. He no, got $5,000. I'm happy with that. I'm glad to see him still playing because I know it was a he bad look. He, he got an he absolute did, yeah. He did get a stinker, stinker, but I think that's one of the worst displays of dissent I've ever seen from a cricketer. We know what he like, said. Like, yeah, he, it was pretty he, bad. Yeah, I, I think he probably should have been suspended. <laughs> but enough, but is and enough enough? Further to that, I think he would have been suspended had it not been a final that he would have missed. Yeah. And I'm I glad sort to of see him play. don't yeah, necessarily probably. mind him not missing a final for dissent, but 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 boy, was it bad. Yeah. It was so ugly. The, it's, it's just been, it's kind of almost a straw that broke the camel's back with some of these decisions. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, I can understand like, his oh, reaction, again, but I can't excuse it. it. Yeah. I'll put it that way. I'm yeah. glad to see him playing. Um but for me, yeah, I'm on. I think the Scorchers will beat the Heat. Okay, good. All right. Well, we've uh, we've got a, uh, a special guest coming up here on the uh, the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast for Energy Australia. Uh, I heard this story during the week, and it turned, uh, and I just had to get uh, had to get him on. Uh, we've got Luke Burgoyne coming on just after our break here uh, from the Lower Eltham Cricket Club to explain how they rescued, well, not quite victory, but uh, they rescued a tie from the jaws of defeat. So we have now on the line for the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast for Energy Australia, uh, a man named Luke Burgoyne, who plays for Lower Eltham Cricket Club in the in the Diamond Valley uh, Cricket Association out there. And uh, your team, Bergs, now I think you weren't playing, I think that's correct, but uh, your team had a remarkable result on the weekend. Can you can you run us through exactly what happened? Yes, I can, Rudy. Um, I am actually captain of this team, and of course I was missing because... I got injured the previous week in a bush doof, <laughs> as what happens with local cricket. <laughs> Cut me shin open at 5am. <laughs> so I had to watch this whole game from the sidelines. So we got down to the second last over. I think they were plenty required five off 12 balls with seven wickets in hand. So they with seven balls to go. They still had the seven wickets in hand and they had tied our score. So they needed one... One run off seven balls, and the acting captain walked over to the opening bowler and decided that the game was done and said, how about we just fill this bloke in, eh? So the opening bowler's bounced him. He's chopped the ball back onto the stumps and been bowled. All right, so they're four for, and over to go. 
And so they had six wickets in hand, requiring one off the last over. Young forward Joel Witch has bowled the last over. I think he's 19. He has uh, bowled the first one. His cousin that's put down three or four catches to the day finally held on to one. Yeah. So they've got, now they're five first, still requiring one off five balls. Bucks come out. I believe play and miss. Next ball, hit to everyone's in the ring, everyone's up on the single. But there's still probably runs there if you run. Next ball, non-strikers forgotten that they've got five in hand. Blokes hit one to cover and ran. Non-strikers barely ran. Got down, ran out by about five metres. <laughs> three, three balls to go, I believe. So the equation here still is that still, they need... It still is requiring one, five wickets in hand. <laughs> Someone just, everyone up in the circle, there's a guy standing next to the stumps at the non-strikers end. Someone just throw the bat and get one over. Anyway, so what are we down to now? I think this number seven, seven's come out, seven or eight. Yeah. Whatever, there might be six for at this stage. He's walked out there, number eight. Played and missed at the fourth ball. Played and missed at the fifth ball. So we're down to uh, one off one <laughs> to avoid the tie after losing three for none with seven wickets in hand. And he's barely got bat on this. It's just bounced back in the follow-through. The guy in the non strikers has absolutely taken off, but it's gone straight back to the bowler. He's under, uh, uh, keeper's keeping up to the stumps the whole over as well. He's just underrun it to the keeper, and the bloke's been run out, I reckon, by about a foot in, in local cricket when your teammate has to umpire from square leg. You could see the disappointment as he just bowed his head <laughs> and just slow, just put his... Just barely put his out finger up. The, the old Rudy Kurtz and slow cooker death. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just dropped his head looking at his feet and barely got his finger above his shoulder. So the real question I want the answer to, Bergs, how was the carry-on? Oh, there was a bit of carry-on. Like, when you get in that type of result, we've come from seven balls and we've got, we're virtually one. Yeah. <laughs> but there's plenty of jumping up and down on each other, plenty of hugs. The bowler and the keeper just ran at each other. They were pretty happy with life. The bowler was pretty up and about. He probably told that story better than me back at the club rooms at the, about midnight that night. Yeah, I reckon he's told that story 40 or 50 times <laughs> in the ensuing days as well. <laughs> he has probably dined out on that. He's, he's, plenty of people in the comp would have been messaging him going, did, especially go, did you bowl the last over? Yes, I and did. he would have been. He's been walking around with a bit of a head wobble all week. He bowled pretty well at training last night as well. It's carried over. It's good. Well, fair play to him. It's not not often you get to to live out your own version of the '99 World Cup semi final like that. That's grouse. Yes, <laughs> it was actually there was probably plenty of running around hugs like that. Exactly, we did live out the '99 where the tie was a win for us. Yes, absolutely spot on. I love it. Thanks, Hapesbergs. That was uh, sensational. We're um. We, yeah, we absolutely love hearing stories like that here at the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast. Not a problem, Rudy. Welcome back to the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast for Energy Australia. Now, that chat, uh, Beersy and, and George, that got me, or got us thinking, I should say, about uh, some famous local cricket club chokes that we've seen over the journey. So we put it out to the Triple M 
cricket family and asked them, um, and we got some a huge amount of feedback. Before we roll through any, there's the one, feedback was overwhelming. Overwhelming. We had over a thousand comments in about uh, it was what, great. So like fifteen. This was fantastic. Stuff. Almost rig eleven yeah. areas. Yeah, last it was. Year. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you always do see. Just before we get into it, you always do see. Sometimes I don't know. Some Facebook group just puts up, "Have a look at this," and it's the micro cricket scorecard, and you mm. see the two openers yeah. make two hundred, and then everybody else makes a duck. It's just yeah. some kind of ridiculous stuff that's going to happen every week. Yes, guaranteed right. with all the cricket games going around. So. Yeah, um, but the, the the one I wanted to bring up from my own playing days was there was a, se- a season in under 12s or under 14s um, where f- the way I remember it, and my memory's not too great because it's a long, long time ago, um, was we won pretty much every game during the season and we had one washout against the, the next, you know, the other decent team in the comp. There was two good teams in the comp. We were one of them. We won every single game except that washout. We made it to the final. We played that other decent side and batted first, and they rolled us for 37. <laughs> and I never won a cricket grand final. Um, but, yeah, we put it out to the to the audience, um, and there was some absolute rippers out there. Um, one, of, <laughs> one of my favorites came from Sean McKinnon on Facebook, who said that um, we batted, made 100, opposition were four for 90, ended up all out for 93. Now, that's a genuine that's choke a, for yeah, the ages. Just, um, yeah. What was one of your favorites? Yeah, there was a guy on Instagram, uh, Will Brown. Thanks for getting in touch, Will. Oh, um, Willie. He said, we were chase, we were one for 100 chasing 120 and lost nine <laughs> for 10. <laughs> oh. That has to be one of the all-time collapses. Has to be. <laughs> it's, it's, not quite, it's not quite losing four for nil off the last seven the way uh, – the way uh, Luke, Luke did, but um, what about you, Ports? What have you got? Uh, just scanning through here. Um, I'm, I'm going to flip it. This is a victory, but only just Cooper. Cooper Anstey on your coop on Instagram said uh, his team was seven for six, chasing 87 in a 2020 game. They won by a wicket. <laughs> well done, boys. Here we go. I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'm getting a bit, uh, getting a bit trigger wow. happy on the old buttons here, but um, well done. Thanks for getting in touch. Um, and then Finn seven eight seven on Instagram. They were two for sixty nine, chasing one hundred nine, and they were all out for one hundred six. Oh, that's absolutely losing nine. Uh, what's that? Losing about eight for forty. Oh God, that's brutal. Yeah. As I'm, I'm just going to dive in here quickly. The one of the top comments on Facebook was from Tom Robson, who posted a screenshot of the actual My Cricket scorecard, uh, and he was playing. Uh, sorry, the game was between Northern Districts and Emu Valley in a rep game. It looks like. And Northern Districts made 118, and in response, uh, Emu Valley were four for 105, and then five for 117. So they needed one run to win with five wickets in hand, and they and they lost. They didn't get that 118. They were all out 117. So they lost the game. They lost five for none and fell one short. I think I've I think we've just found one to top this. I've just dived down to the bottom here. Josh McManus on Facebook. His team are four for 63, chasing 78 in a grand final. So they're four for 63. They need 15 runs. All out for 68. How's this one? Come (laughs) on, Joshy. How's this one from Paul Tunchon on Facebook? Paul who? Paul Tunchon. Oh, Tunchon. Oh, hello there, Paul. Chasing 43. They're one for 29. All out 38. (laughs) It doesn't actually say if, you know, I wish, you know, we could get a picture of a, a, a photo of the cricket pitch. Was it just the wettest day ever? Was it the greenest top of yeah. all time? Are they playing? There's always an excuse or a backstory, yeah. isn't there? It's like, oh, the ball was doing everything, or this was. Yeah. yeah. What also has been? The, 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 the... <laughs> Go on, beers. 
Uh, the feedback has been endless. It's just like there, there. Are, I think we had over thirteen hundred responses. So our apologies, uh, our apologies if we didn't quite get there. But it's like I, I honestly can't even pick another what, one. What it's hasn't just, been there's more and more. What hasn't been said in all these comments from people on Facebook and Instagram is actually um, how many pints or jugs were drink yeah. were drunk the night before this game. Yeah. Oh. How often do you get to a game of like oh, cricket after and this it's game, forty after degrees? It and you're like. Oh, geez, I had a couple of jugs. I'd love it if we could just call this game off. Right. My my absolute favourite of all of the ones that we got um, was it came from um, a, a guy named Brandon Wilby, who, um, Brandon. Brendan Wilby, sorry, he Brandon. tagged two of his mates and said, we rolled that team for 30-something runs in. Somebody wanted to bat again. We went all out for 12 and got beat reverse outright. <laughs> someone, posted, <laughs> someone posted the scorecard later. Cooey were up v Packenham. So Cooey were up a 94 all out. Then they roll packing them for 30. So they've won there and they've gone, oh, we might as well have another bat, like pad the stats, all out for 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then packing them, packing, <laughs> packing them have chased the 84 they needed uh, with four wickets in hand. So six for 84. So 36 wickets all up. <laughs> and they've just gotten done. Right. How good One is that? Great reverse outright. That's, That's so me. stiff. That's so good. Super great feedback. Oh, it doesn't get much better than that. Outstanding yeah, feedback. Yeah, thank thanks. you for everyone getting involved. Yeah, it's it's great to just hear about these, this kind of stuff. There's nothing, there's no leveler like local sport is there. There's just no. nothing quite like it. Nah. Absolutely. Um, let's move on from local cricket to uh, something a little more elite. Um, we have the India-England Test Series starting on Friday, fellas. And I think it's actually being yeah. shown on, on Fox, hopefully. This time around. You're kidding. The India-Sri Lanka one <laughs> it's didn't. It's about the first series they've shown. Yeah. <laughs> the India-Sri Lanka one didn't. So um, that will be, keen eyes on that will be keeping. Um, I think that will occupy the bulk of our uh, cricket podcast after the Big Bash because. Um, oh, a bit of shield. bit of shield as well, yeah. yes. But uh, India-England, it, it depends largely. It's the two of the best teams in the world. Depends uh, largely on how we, we go as well. So um, we're hoping for a. We're hoping for a series draw, basically. Interesting to see yeah. how yeah. England's England's you know spinners it, and they're doing it a bit different. The English, I think, rather than having one big squad, mm, they're, they're kind rotating. of rotating people in and out. So it'll be tough to see if they you know find a win a winning team or a winning formula, mm. and then they choose to kind of play with it. So interesting little tactic to see a different team going about their biosecurity differently to how we've done it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And of course, uh, Virat Kohli will be back too. And uh, Jasper Boomer. So and all uh, the other injured Indians. that Yeah. And the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be massively taking the momentum home from, uh, from, from Brisbane with them as well. So should be an Big absolutely time. cracking series. Joe Root's in good form. Um, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad. Oh, it's, it's very, very exciting. And uh, we'll be bringing you all the action. Joffre back into that English, that's right. English side. Joffre. That's Perhaps right. big Joff. Got to get a game be. first, actually. They're right. actually oh, that's true, yeah. They're, they're also having crowds in India. They're having twenty-two thousand. I reckon I read. Oh, I, I'm sure okay. I just read that's that. That's an um, interesting strategy there, Cotton. That is a lot of people in India. No, nah, it looks like it says, the <laughs> headline here on Crick Info says Chennai is bracing itself for a closed doors first test. So, oh, my apologies. Yeah. So okay. We'll see. All right, busy. We've got mm. some editing for you after this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> As I said, the Triple M Cricket Fan heart, Podcast please. for Energy Australia. <laughs> Sorry, Ports. <laughs> Thanks for just chatting over my intro there, Ports. We'll be keeping you across all that. The Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast for Energy Australia. I've been your host, Rudy Etzel. I'll be enjoyed by Tommy Beers. Thanks, boys. Hopefully no chokes this weekend from my end. <laughs> yeah. uh, George Porter, of course. Thanks, everyone, for getting in touch. It was uh, good fun to read those. It was very good fun. We'll see you next time.
for Energy Australia. Simple, more affordable energy. Energy Australia. Light the way.